0: Hey guys, welcome back to the show. It's just going to be one, we're talking about one game because it's one thing, the, well, welcome back to the show, I should say if I hadn't said it already, but, but the playoffs, Eastern Conference Finals, now I know that the other side didn't take nearly as long as the East side because both games on the, both series on the East side went to seven games and then the ones on the West went to four and six, wait, did it? Yeah, just a six. Um. So it's going to take a little longer, but I'm going to split it up a little bit because I'm going to talk about game 2, the Suns versus Clippers in this in this episode, but that's it because game 2, I'm not going to put game 2 and game 1 in one thing unless you want me to, you can tell me if you do. But but it's just game 3 of the Western Conference Finals is going to happen before game 2 happens in the Eastern Conference. So that's why it's just it's just a bit far apart. But I'm going to talk about the Suns versus the Clippers in depth as long as I can uh, to make make sure it's not too short of a podcast. All coming up on the show today. Hey guys, what's up? So the Suns and the Clippers. Now before this series started, it almost seemed like it would possibly be a bit different. How do the Clippers adapt to scorching hot Suns who who now have won? nine playoff games in a row without Kawhi Leonard what seems like it has really come down to the teams have what the teams have done in practice and what their game plan and their ability to execute that game plan in the game without their main stars because obviously the Suns don't have Chris Paul both teams have done a good job of, of playing around that and obviously you saw what Terrence Mann did to the Jazz to send them home but it just seems that the Suns have a little bit more to offer when they are down a star. Devin Booker getting his first ever career triple-double in game one uh, in the game without Chris Paul. and It almost seems like for the Clippers that it is Paul George or Bust. They have solid offensive production for Medgie Jackson and others, but players like him are inconsistent, by, in, inconsistent on the offensive end of the floor at times. Now, going back to what I mean by the Suns have a little bit more to offer uh, and and still being able to get it done without Chris Paul. In in Game 1, all their starters had double figures, not to mention Book's 40 points. Besides Reggie Jackson and Paul George, in that Game 1, it was 5, 6, and 9 points across the other three starters, which isn't going to get it done in really any game and especially not in the playoffs. In Game 2, Morris had 7, and Beverly had 6, and Luke Kennard just had 10 off the bench. All I'm trying to say here is, is that in my opinion, the best team in the West, to beat the to be in my opinion, the best team in the West, they're going to need more consistent production as there are quite a few streaky players on their roster, which is why Leonard is so, so crucial to them making the NBA Finals. But we don't know when when Kawhi Leonard will be back, so so that's they're gonna have to learn to play without him. Uh, and Chris Paul is, I'm pretty positive, is gonna be available for Game Three in LA. But but I, like I just said, we don't know when Kawhi's coming back, and I just find it even harder they, they already fall down two zero. They already fall. They're, always, they're already down two zero, and. I just don't. I just kind of find it really hard for them to be able to climb up the mountain again when they they may or may not even get Kawhi Leonard for games three and four, and possibly even later should the series continue. But they they lost game one and two when the Suns are without Chris Paul, and then now you have Chris Paul back, and you still don't have Kawhi Leonard. That's that's gonna. It's it's just I I kind of find it hard to to put my pinpoint giving them a chance to win if they can't if without Chris Paul or without without uh, Kawhi Leonard they can't beat a Chris Paulus um a Chris Paulus Suns team uh so so but yeah but I but again I'm, I'm just not I'm not gonna leave a team out because as they they seem like the kings of comebacks this postseason as you may know because Because they've come back in every single one of their series, obviously 3-2 against the Mavericks. Um, But but it all really depends on whether Kawhi Leonard is healthy. But anyways, let's talk and jump right in to talking specifically about Game 2. So Game 2 really came down to the wire of what, in my opinion, was a great game. Both teams without arguably their best player, Kawhi obviously the Clippers' best player, but it all came came down to the wire. And I don't know, maybe Pfizer P got in his head or something. But Paul George turned right back into playoff P and, can, and career free throw shooter of about 85% missed two free throws in a row of what would have put the Clippers up three, which which is crucial at the end of the game at any point. But, but if you put your team up three, you're, you're basically telling yourself the worst case scenario overtime. We're going to have to play five more minutes of basketball, but that's the worst case scenario. But, but it just, see, that's the other thing. It puts so much pressure on the other team because instead of, because if, if you make a team have to shoot a three instead of a two, then it just, it like takes out so many possibilities of what they can do on the offensive end to try to win or tie the game because if it's a one point game yeah maybe like a lob like like a, like what happened an easy layup or a jump shot with their one of their best players but but he, it's it's just so much different but but he missed both of them so that doesn't even matter so all that they needed was a two to win but you have to at least make one of those especially in a playoff game in an important playoff game not to mention that Booker shot with about 30 seconds left the announcer's like I'm watching this game And the announcer goes what I'm doing here is getting it to Booker and getting out of his way. Well, that is exactly what they did. And then after that, the Crowder ate and lobbed to win the game. That was probably one of the best executed and drawn up plays by Monty Williams. I think I've ever, ever seen just in general, not just by the Suns. It was kind of like that position when you're messing around in 2K and you're like near the hoop and, and you're trying to do an alley-oop and then bounce off the backboard. But there's just a little joke, just a little reference. Obviously not what happened, but, but. But anyways, the takeovers that I have straight from this game are the Suns are now up 2-0. Now, the Clippers have come back from this, obviously, come back from this, obviously. But without Kawhi and with Chris Paul coming back and being down 2-0, despite, I think, the Clippers allowing fans now, it'll be very, very hard to come back. They can't have streaky production if they want to try and come back in this series. Number two... Paul George should have never missed both of those free throws. This was in my mind a must win for the Clippers especially since the Suns are getting Chris Paul back. Not to mention if Leonard doesn't come back, it'll be very hard to come out of a 2-0 hole even if they have gotten it done before, but that was with Kawhi Leonard. All those comebacks with Kawhi Leonard. Except maybe towards the end of that uh towards the end of that Jazz series but but I, I may have said it earlier, but in my opinion, the Suns are the best team in the West, if not the best in the league. And and, uh, and, and number three, Chris Paul will be back with the Suns already up 2-0. And Chris Paul now coming back is huge. Well, let, let me back up a little bit. I know the Clippers are without Kawhi Leonard, the best player, but it, it makes the Suns an even scarier team. They were able to win without Chris Paul. We already knew this team was a very, very good team, but they probably wouldn't be seated so high and won so many games and made it this far this easily, won, obviously won nine playoff games in a row without the big man production from Chris Paul. He's, he's just that type of guy when, when on a basketball court makes his teammates so much better. Some of the things I'm talking about here in this podcast may be a little bit repetitive, but just takeaway number four, there needs to be another consistent score for the Clippers. If they don't make it out of this series, one of their top prior to, or can't even talk priorities this offseason is to sign someone who will give them consistent production. Now I'm not saying go out and sign someone all oh, gets thirty points a game. You just need another consistent n- Double figure score, maybe like fourteen to nineteen points a game. Just someone else who's really gonna help you out uh, a lot on the offensive end, um, especially if Kawhi decides he doesn't want to stay with LA. Which it's I I don't I, I don't really have an opinion there. Like I feel like he could stay, he could go, but 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 last number five. But now over to the Staples Center. No no Kawhi. No Kawhi, no Dub for the Clippers, uh, and and there must win and there must win games in in three and four. And one more thing, campaign off the bench scored twenty nine points and gets nine assists with no turnovers. Talk about a guy stepping up without their main star. See, that's what that's that's what I'm talking about. The consistent, um, consistent production. There wasn't really that guy who necessarily stepped up, uh, for the Clippers. But for camp, but with like, but campaign comes off the bench with 29 points without Chris Paul being there to help the Suns out. I just want to say thank you guys so much for for listening to this episode of Fast Break Sports. If you need, send me a message about anything you want to ask me about. Uh, maybe we talk about it. Maybe. Maybe you want me to talk about something else in my podcast, just anything that has to do with my podcast. Uh, you can you can uh, go to my website, anchor.fm slash Preston30, and there you will find the button that says uh, message, and you can record a message, and I'll get it. I can put it in my podcast if I want to, but which I probably would, um, unless you tell me otherwise. But I just want to say th- thank you guys so much for listening to this episode of Fast Break Sports, and I'll talk to you next time on the show.